1: Warning. the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences viewer discretion is advised hello kiddies this is y'all Julie John kassier the voice of the Cryptkeeper, keeper and you're listening to slasher radio <laughs>
2: Welcome to Slasher Radio. It's Bones, and as always, joined with Rob and Cat. Guys, what's happening? What's not not happening? Not much, not much. Not much, but a lot at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's some shit. We just we're fresh off oh we're, we're fresh off of our Jason takes Manhattan
1: episode.
2: <laughs> God, you know, I'm so happy that that you guys were able to see the greatness that is Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, damn it, Mikey. What? Nobody saw that greatness. <laughs> you guys were kind of nice about it. Yeah, I mean, was pretty nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> we were being nice. I wouldn't say great, though. Uh, like I said last week, I'll take what I can get from you guys for that one. <laughs> I, I took the bag and ran. I said, I'm not asking any questions. They didn't curse me out, so I'm, I'm good with this. I'll take that. No, curse you out. Wait, please. We always treat you with the most respect. Oh my God! You're really gonna lie in front of Jesus like that, Rob? <laughs> in front of Jesus? Like, what did Jesus do to you that you gotta lie in front of him? Come on now. You know what? While I got this open, there do? we go. No. first Come whip in 2021. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but guys, we are back this week, and I guess we could tell them about the good news that we have coming up. Yeah. We have. We haven't had a a real partnership with slasher radio in a while. And um the last thing the closest thing we really had to it last was shutter. And that was uh extremely one sided. And, you know, as I'm trying to be very nice and political here. I guess the easiest way to say it was it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean that's the best way to put it. And we had some other things that we were working on here and there. Those those are long stories, but um yeah, so it did. Just stuff didn't work out, and I I think that this is something that will leave people scratching their head a little bit. But really, if they if they know us, especially Rob and I, it'll make a lot more sense. And it's not a a sh- like Shudder or anything like that, or anything really horror related, technically. But we're going to be part of Slasher Radio is going to be part of the fan sided podcast network but mikey isn't fan-sided all sports no it's not oh
1: fan-sided
2: <laughs> fan-sided and, and you know when you hear fan-sided you know obviously it's a sports thing but they also have you know they're growing uh we spoke with patrick allen over at Fansided. we had a great conversation with him and uh he he himself is a huge horror fan which is always cool to hear, and you know they're growing their entertainment aspect. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they're growing that. Um, Rob and I are huge sports fans. You know, we mm-hmm. used to have the Slasher Radio Fantasy Football League. Which, yeah, why why did we stop doing that, <laughs> dude? I forgot. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not mm-hmm. about the shows one, but I, even my own personal league, we were a week late. Yeah, it like this. Who knew
1: when this season was starting? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even play this season because. What a nightmare trying to do that. I just said no, I was out. Kat, I know that you're a
2: Broncos fan. <laughs> yes. And, and I'm, I'm not going to bring up how my Bills beat the shit out of the Broncos for you. I'm not going to bring that uh, up. Man. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, I know you're a Giants fan, Mikey. I'm not a Giants fan. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not. But Kat, I'm not even going to bring that up. I won't even <laughs> mention it. Okay, Of course. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, are you, are you big into sports? Or can you take it or leave it? Where do you stand?
0: Used to be a little bit more into football than I am right now, but pretty much I can take it or leave it. Okay. I haven't followed for years now.
2: Okay. No, I mean I, I'm seriously excited about it. I mean it's not gonna change anything for you guys. You know, you're still gonna be able to listen to us wherever you're listening to us now. You're not gonna have to worry about all that. Uh, but it does open up some opportunities for us, uh, some exposure for us. I think it's a really cool partnership because um, you know, they're they're passionate people over a fan sided and we are passionate here at Slash Radio. And you know, talking to Patrick and all that, like they started with just two dudes who like writing about sports. And you know, this show, when it first started, was about two dudes who just wanted to talk about horror movies. And now it's about two dudes and a chick. And I don't know how this chick puts up with these two dudes, but they <laughs> all three of them like talking about horror movies. Yeah. You know, so I, I think I'm really excited about it. and plus fan sided if uh, for anybody who doesn't know, their like their traffic is incredible on their website. Like they have so many things from like NFL and and sports to movies and and now they have a podcast network. Which you know, I mean, I think everybody should check out all their stuff. We'll have a little more information on that in the coming weeks. But I mean, I'm excited about this, guys. It is an exciting opportunity. It is, and it's nice to have you know like i'm not throwing shade on shutter either by the way i'm not but you know they're a big company and um they obviously are run by amc and amc could give a shit less i feel about you know podcasts and they had a little run with a with podcasts for a little bit with shutter and that didn't last long they're just not interested in it which is fine you know it's their company they do what they want but You know, we're looking for something a little more uh, on the even keel of a partnership, like a real partnership. And that's not what Shudder was. And as much as it aligned with what our our topics are, you know, it just didn't work for us.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Well, what's the over-under on number of episodes before they kick us off their network? (laughs) Um, (laughs) What would the over-under have been when Bobby was on here?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was looking over... um, the the uh they they had sent us over we're, we're, like guys we are still like in the uh birthing stages of this so um we're looking over they sent us over an agreement and all that and I was yeah with...
1: this could still fall apart we might have to cut all this out <laughs> don't <laughs> say that so, so I'm looking over the
2: agreement and guys I heard I I was in the middle of of a million things when I was looking this over and I don't know legal like all this jargon and shit they're saying so. I'm understanding very little of it as it is, but I picked out something where it said something about offensive something, and I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Oh no! <laughs> I don't. It didn't say. I don't. Maybe it didn't. Didn't say offensive. It said, uh,
1: "Damn it!" I don't remember what it's. Uh, so we're gonna have to be a G-rated show now. <laughs> no, see, that's what
2: I was worried about. I'm skimming through it now to see if I can find it, but it was something about. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say It didn't say explicit or anything like that. I mean, we're still going to talk the way we're That was talk.
0: the one I was worried about. <laughs> right.
2: No, it wasn't that, but it was something along those lines. I, I can't find it right now, but it, it caught my time. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I was talking to somebody while I was looking through it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Am I not going to be allowed to say fuck on my show anymore?
1: <laughs> 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 this
2: is a big problem.
1: <laughs> Sweet Jesus.
2: But no, so it, it's it's being looked over by people who know what the hell they're talking about, and um yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. No, nothing's gonna change for you guys, so you know, you don't gotta worry about that.
1: yeah be the same old show.
2: Yeah, yeah, same old show. You can find the same old place. You'll probably be able to find it more places. You know?
1: Probably, hopefully. Which is
2: good for us. So um just support the show is pretty much what we're saying, god damn it. Yeah. Which we can still say. We can still say things yeah. like God damn it, fuck and cock.
1: Yeah. If we want.
0: Yeah,
2: if if we want. Yeah. It's nice to
0: have the option.
2: I am waiting for Cat to curse one of us the fuck out on here. One day. Oh, it's coming! <laughs> it, is, it might be coming. Yeah. It, it will come eventually. I can't wait for it. One day I will have to leave Cat. One, day. Kat. one mm-hmm. day, and I can't wait.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. I believe it. <laughs> it's amazing it hasn't happened yet. Actually, it, it is.
2: I thought Santa jaws is going to be it. She's going to lose her fucking mind on me and just let me have it. But that, that's how, that might be what Rob. That might be what gets us kicked off. <laughs>
0: I guarantee I'm gonna be what gets us kicked off one way or the other.
2: I don't know. The scary part is we're always one voicemail from Bobby away from getting kicked off of this thing. Yeah. 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 We're we're enjoying this while it lasts very much. (laughs) Um speaking of voicemails, we haven't gotten any voicemails, which sucks. Um what the hell is the number of this thing? Oh we didn't send out a did we send out a thing? I sent out a tweet. These people are fucking Oh you did? I I didn't see it. Lazy bet, Yeah, you replied to it. No, that was like, wasn't that like last week? Yeah, well, I gotta you, let people I, know. I didn't like, do it again. Yeah, yeah, you gotta
1: let people know You
2: know, my bad. Okay, so well, come I on, That's on me. I forgot Get to send it the out game. Again. Okay, well, my bad. But uh, guys, if you want to leave any voicemails of any kind, if you even want to just vent about a horror topic, anything you want us to quickly brush over, you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail at nine one seven three nine seven kill. That's 917-397-5455. That's a pretty easy number to remember. Yeah, so you can leave us a voicemail, and we will play it on the show and discuss it. So you can hear Rob give you an attitude personally.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: Don't bring that weak shit in here. <laughs> <Ooh>. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow, what an asshole. Anyway. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey.
1: He's not a genius. Here's an article about Kane Hodder. Oh, that's something we're
2: not going <laughs> to talk about.
0: <laughs> Bad Bloom.
1: Bad uh, Bloom.
0: He's yeah. She's will star and produce upcoming horror fairy tale Bad Bloom. Hmm. Apparently. Okay. And, and who is this again? Uh, Vera Farmiga. Uh, she okay. was she's been in stuff. Uh, she was in The Conjuring. She was in. I know her from, actually, I think the first thing I saw her in was uh, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which is not a horror movie. Um, she was in Bates Motel.
2: Ooh. Okay.
1: Yeah, she's and, done uh, quite a Nova bit of Bates. horror stuff.
0: Yeah. She's good.
1: Um, yeah, she yeah, is. Good. I think the first thing I saw her in was Up in the Air, which is not a horror movie, but a movie I really like. But yeah, she's done um, all sorts of horror stuff, too. Okay, but now you said fairy tale horror cat.
0: Yeah,
2: article said so. Yeah, like what the? And it's interesting. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in for it. Don't get me wrong. But I, 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 that's more of like a. I would imagine that's like a. Uh, oh God, what's his name? We were just talking shit about him not too long ago. It doesn't sound like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, not at all. Edward Scissorhands. Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. That that seems like a Tim Burton kind of thing. Yeah, It could be.
0: I was
1: picturing it as more
2: of like a Guillermo del Toro kind of yeah. A thing. Like yeah, it could Labyrinth. be that direction, too. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think they both can kind of... Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I, I'm interested to see that, because, you know, um, as much as I love the blood and the guts and all that, that's great, but, you know, a Tim Burton uh, kind of stuff, you know, something, something along the... I, I love that shit, man. And I think there's a, a place for that in horror for sure, you know, so it's not something... I think anybody should be turning their nose at. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it could be good. We'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up, I did find something to talk about. Not that we could say too much about it, but uh, Robert England uh, has a brand of coffee that we spoke about. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know
0: about this? No, I yeah. had no idea.
2: Yeah. He has uh, a, a coffee brand called Stay Awake. And he has a new blend available.
0: Wait, how is this the first I'm hearing about this? This is amazing.
2: Yeah, right. and it, he's selling also, they're selling individual bags of it. I, I mean, I don't know if it's grind. Oh, yeah, okay, so it's grinds. It's not a, oh, wow, and on the bag it says, what a rush. That's cool. No bad dreams on the bag. And, yes, yeah, uh, stay awake is the name
1: of the coffee blend, and it is available now. I can't. Uh, I, I make my coffee in Keurig, and they don't have the little K-cup thing, so I'm out. Yeah, I don't drink coffee at all. What?
0: I'm ordering some right now. I'm, Are you for this really? Is, yeah. I've <laughs> 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 open. This is amazing.
2: Yeah, it's uh, from Dead Sled, and apparently it's $17 for bag. Oh, and you can get it whole bean or ground? Who the hell
1: gets whole bean
0: me i'm not <laughs> getting really? i yeah. a coffee
1: grinder yeah oh. i used to get whole bean before i switched to the keurig well look at you guys being all fancy really it wow. tastes better
2: it does
0: okay. it's it's fresher
2: excuse me like i said not a coffee drinker so i, you know, I don't i wouldn't know. so okay so cat will be able to give us uh, a live review of the <laughs> stay awake uh robin coffee yeah cat mm. what if it sucks
0: I'll I'll be so sad. I'll be devastated. <laughs> and
2: not that I think it's gonna suck, cause I don't. I, but I,
0: I'll get us kicked kicked off of Fansided for <laughs> calling out Robert England on his coffee
2: on the podcast. I have a feeling we're gonna become very close friends with uh, with Patrick Allen over Fansided. I'm just saying. I thought you were gonna say Robert England. Well, that would be nice. No, that would I'm be sure amazing. <laughs> we're gonna get scolded every now and then. We get that phone call like ah. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Robert called and. Uh... <laughs> they got all kinds of cool coffee. There's a Vampire coffee on here, too. And a Vincent Price coffee. Really? Yeah. A Bella Lagosi. Damn. Okay. Yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff on here. What? Hold on. I could probably get one of those reusable K-cup things and put it in.
2: They have the. Well, you'd have to get a whole new Keurig, but they have uh, those Keurigs where it's like, you
1: know, a couple of different ones in there. You can also get like a. Um, a reusable K cup, I think it's called, and you can put your own coffee in it and use it.
2: Right. Yeah, they have those yeah. little things here. Yeah. Stick in there.
1: Yeah, you get that. Yeah, I just don't have one because I just get my regular, you know, coffee I drink and put it in the thing. Right. Right. But this is a little tempting now, isn't it? Sure
2: is. Get yourself a bag. But yeah, that's cool. I mean, I might, I might get a bag one day. Like I said, I don't. I'll probably make one cup and never touch it again. But Why don't you drink coffee? That's the most disturbing thing about all of this I, I just, you know, I can drink iced coffee
0: We're recording a podcast at 2am Yeah <laughs> And you're not drinking coffee
2: And guess what, I'll be up until about 4-5am to 5 a. M. And <laughs> I will be up at 10.30 in the morning Bright eye and not bushy tail <laughs> Why do you get up so early? Ah, I still got editing to do And shit to take care of things, People to see Things to do, yeah.
1: Got uh, a busy life. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah.
0: All right, it is ordered. I'm very excited about this. Oh. Okay. Will they charge you
1: for Will they charge you for shipping on that?
0: Uh It came out to like twenty three, so it's like six bucks. That's this not seems bad. Like a
1: lot of money for a thing of coffee.
0: It's also back ordered, apparently, according to my receipt. Oh, so that <laughs> son <of the>
2: bitches.
0: <laughs> Got to read the fine print,
2: but <laughs> bastards. How dare they? Oh, it's got a review already.
0: It's for me. (laughs)
2: No, it's for someone named Chris. Oh, God, what if this is I.R. Chris? Oh, is it I.R. Chris? Holy shit. Uh, Waited since October for the pre-order to arrive, and boy, was it worth it. The coffee is incredibly smooth and is not bitter in the least. A pleasant surprise for me considering the amount of caffeine it's said to have. Oh, wow. Well, that's a good thing, too. If you're thinking about trying it, just go for it. It's worth the money.
0: Oh, I didn't read any of the... (laughs) I found out Robert England had a copy and I ordered it. I don't even know, like, what kind of roast it is or anything.
2: Oh, yeah, whatever it
0: says. Is it, like, a dark roast, or...
2: (laughs) Um...
0: Am I going to regret this when it comes in?
2: Because it's... Well, what roast do you prefer?
0: I prefer dark roasts, but I'm not super picky. As long as it's not, like, a flavored thing, I think I'll be fine. (laughs) And it's not like a chocolate peppermint Christmas
2: blend blend of high quality single origin robusta Vietnamese coffee and oh. a blend of Arabic beans from South America all of which are grown down to a ground down to a Turkish style grind hence the name Turkish blend hmm I don't know what any of that shit means
0: so that's not accurate for me because I got it. <laughs> Whole well,
1: bean, but I mean, all right? Yeah, true. Well,
0: it all sounds good.
1: If nothing else, the bag it comes in is pretty cool, right? So you always got that, cat. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You can hide shit in
2: there. It'd be perfect. All right. So there, there's Robert England. Everybody, go get yourself a bag. Apparently, it's on back order, so Cat might be drinking this at some time around Christmas. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, that I want to discuss, and it's kind of, sort of. Uh, goes into the topic we're talking about today Universal is uh, has a classic monster movies Are you talking about the YouTube thing? Uh, yes, okay, yeah, Universal's putting up on their YouTube uh, I, for, for YouTube streaming, oh, for free you can just stream it for free, watch it whenever you want that's crazy uh, monster movies, including Dracula, Frankenstein all that bullshit, I'd imagine the yeah.
1: Wolfman's in there I saw that, they put a, they're putting a lot of them up for free for a uh, limited time I, I don't think it's i don't think they're gonna be up there forever but you can watch them for free for a week or something i don't know what it is okay well they have they're gonna have up there
2: dracula the mummy frankenstein bride of frankenstein the invisible man which you know what we're talking about today kind of uh the wolf man and oh avid and Costello, meet frankenstein so i mean that's pretty fucking cool good for that yeah yeah, yeah. Go check those out for free. All right? Shit! I wish we had those licenses. Imagine the traffic their YouTube's going to get.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got all those. Uh, I, I bought a thirty movie box set. All those movies, so I've got the Blu-rays. I remember and, hearing uh, you say that, and I looked it up and almost bought it. Yeah, it's it's a nice box set, and the it looks great. Like they they you clean the pictures up and everything's absolutely beautiful. Damn, who does that? that to be a lot of work. Yeah, I know. Tedious, right? Sure as hell not me.
2: I refugged, no! But that's pretty cool. I mean, Kat, would you sit and watch any of the movies? I mean, we're talking from 30s.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: What's up your alley?
0: Yeah. Uh, not all of them, but <laughs> definitely <laughs> right. there are some. Uh, actually, one of the reasons why I was excited to do this this episode, I also liked the original Invisible Man quite a bit.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. They're not all of them, but there there are a couple there where I can actually sit and really get into it there's rewatchability for some of them for sure and uh, the last thing i wanted to mention there's a new image for halloween kills that came out i saw that too yeah uh-huh. it looks cool mhm uh-huh. mhm uh-huh. and it's michael myers standing there looking all menacing and shit like only michael myers can do um i mean what the fuck are they doing guys teasing us like this
1: in January. Well, they, um, I don't know if you saw, I saw today actually a thing where David Gordon Green was talking about Halloween Kills. And he says it's, um, this is the, he wanted this to be uh, what he called the explosive middle chapter. So I guess this just sounds like it's just balls to the wall, like nonstop mayhem throughout this film. And then he said Halloween Ends is going to be, they're going to make, they're going to bring it back to a much more personal movie. Huh. So, this is, uh, I guess, going to be just Michael causing mayhem all over the place. Well,
2: we had uh, James Drew Courtney on not too long ago, and he said that it, this was going to be Halloween on steroids. Yeah. So, I mean, this is lining up pretty much to to sound like uh, a lot of blood and guts,
1: but guys, I mean, but in January, they got to do all this? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that we're going to get more and more you know, um, they had, a, like, basically an impossible task of keeping this movie in the, you know, uh, in the forefront in, in people's minds for over a year, you know? Yeah. So I I think that we're probably every few months going to see a, something new uh, just to try to get it back out in the news cycle. That pisses um, me off, though. Yeah, it's a long way. I mean, I, I wish we could have gotten the movie. I was stunned when they decided not to release it on VOD. Mm-hmm um but you know it is what it is i guess we're at
0: now where we just have to be tortured another several months
1: (laughs) right and there's and the movie's not going to live up to the hype right right i (laughs) i
0: I hope that it is i've got my fingers crossed yeah
1: i mean I, i i really liked halloween 2018 but i've talked about this before when i left the theater that the night i saw it i was so disappointed because that one couldn't live up to the hype and this one now has got all this extra hype piled upon it.
0: I will say, a year's worth of hype is gonna be a uh, yeah. expectations are gonna be crazy high for this.
2: Yeah, um, I I don't know. This one might do it if they're saying what I mean. I I felt the same way about uh 2018 Halloween. I, as my, I did try to not get my hopes up because I figured it was it's hard not to, but I figured it was gonna be. You know, it was going to be nowhere near the original Halloween's one or two, and mm-hmm. and definitely not Halloween Resurrection because that or is... Halloween three. God, see, I tried to piss you off and you pissed me off. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? Rob?
1: Resurrection. God
2: damn it! You had that cocked and loaded, man.
1: Damn but me. it um, I actually Halloween twenty eighteen is one of my favorites in the franchise was good. now. Yeah. I, I really like it now. It's just, you know, I went into that theater so hyped when it came out, that there was just no way that I was going to be impressed with anything they did. Right. I had, you know, these huge expectations, but I've watched it, I don't know, a ton of times Yeah. Um, since it came out. I really do like that one.
0: See, I left the theater pretty impressed with it, but I was also, I try to be really careful, like, not to read reviews if I'm trying to like a movie. Right. I was very careful because I, I heard that they were doing Halloween 2018. I got very excited about it. And then I stopped reading any kind of news about it until I had seen it. And I came out very impressed.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I liked it. It was good. I, I'm there for it and everything, but, uh, it was, uh, see, you get caught in the middle, man. Cause what do you do? Do you do a slow paced movie like the original Halloween? I think that's hard to do in 2018. You don't go balls out because then you're making a fucking Rob Zombie movie, you know? So it's like, you can't really do that. And I think they found a good medium for it. But I I think to really blow your mind, it has to be a lot. It has to be closer. Now, I'm not saying it has to be, but it has to be closer to a Rob Zombie Halloween than, you know, maybe an original Halloween. Rob, does that piss you off or do you, do you at least get rid of am
1: well, I mean, if you want to make a substandard movie, that's fine.
2: Well, no. <laughs> God damn it. I, I don't... Look, and I'm on your side with that.
1: You know, I, I
2: do not... I, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies were not Halloween movies to me. That wasn't Michael Myers. I'm with you there. But I think to really... To, you had to mix them up right.
1: Is that a better way of saying it, maybe? No, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. Um, And I, I think you're right. You do have to find some sort of middle ground between the two. Because, you know... um. As much as I love John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, it's a slow movie, right? And you know, like I, I my son, I try to watch it with him, and he he falls asleep, you mm. know, halfway through it every time because it's just nothing. He, you know, he's like nothing's happening, right? <laughs> what right. are you talking about? Everything is happening. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The attention span
2: of uh, the demographic today is definitely not favored towards the original. So, it maybe that's what they're doing with this one. You know, so maybe they'll they'll hit the nail on the head with it. I'm, I'm excited to see, because Michael Myers, when he really gets down and busy, there's no one like him. You know, he has no. such a way to it. And James Jude Courtney did a great job portraying that in 2018. I think he's going to do a great job in this one. And I can't wait to see the damn thing. But they need to stop cock-teasing us. This pissing me yeah. off.
1: Yeah, just release it already, Jason Blum. <laughs>
2: you put it all on Blum? Damn. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm right on Blum. Front door. Okay, I ain't afraid of him. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Okay,
2: there's another call we're going to be getting from fansided. I, uh, <laughs> I heard that Rob was threatening to fight Jason Blum. And... <laughs>
0: if we uh, if we pick up the show, are we going to have to fist fight Jason
2: Blum? <laughs> On the next Mike Tyson fight, is Rob Humphrey and Jason Blum <laughs> going to be an undercard? Bring it. Rob, if you if you and Jason Blum God, this is a dangerous question to ask. If you oh, and Jason God. Blum got into a had a boxing match on the undercard of a Mike Tyson fight, much like Nate Robinson with whatever that Paul kid was,
1: who would be mm-hmm. the one getting knocked out? Like Nate I Robinson? Mean, probably did? me. I don't know how to fight. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Plus, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to hit Jason Blum. I just want to see the damn movie. I actually, I like Jason Blum quite a bit. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, he's he's uh, a great follow on Twitter. By the way, if you're not following Jason Blum, follow his account. He's he's a great follow.
2: Yeah, did you just threaten him like Rob did. Yeah, sure. yeah it's fine yeah, if you don't mind. Well, speaking of Jason Blum, we are doing the 2000, 2020 Invisible Man. Yeah. Yay. Now, guys. I I've been busy and my downtime has been uh, minimal. But are also... you gonna tell us you didn't watch it? No, no, no. I did watch it. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> getting at that. <laughs> That's at where it. this no. was going. Jesus Christ! No, I did watch it. But I was meaning to watch the original Invisible Man, and I didn't get to. It. I did. I have seen it probably twice. I think maybe a third, but I remember definitely twice. I I could only tell you a handful of things about it. I don't remember it very well. But um do you guys know the origin story of the Invisible Man? It was a book, wasn't it? It was a book, yeah, by H.G. Wells.
1: But do you know what caused him to become invisible? I don't... I've never read the book, and I don't remember the... I've only seen the original, like, once, and that was a long time ago. I don't remember.
0: I, I think he... um it was like a chemical thing, wasn't it? I was going to say the sounds,
1: at the time, it seems like it was everything was like a potion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. So, and then that's what I was figuring. I'm looking at a. Uh...
0: It's been. I, I've actually read the book, but it has been a long, long time.
2: <laughs> right. So, now there, there's my pretty much my my question is, uh, I and mean, pretty much it wasn't a fucking rich Batman scientist that you no, know. No. No. So. Before we even get into really the movie so much I I want to say that that kind of threw me off you know and I I don't know how I feel I get it's 2020 and you got to do things and and all that we kind of like we were talking about Halloween. What do you guys feel about an invisible suit being the invisible man?
0: I liked it. Yeah. Um yeah. I I liked it for a couple of reasons. Uh well, one of which not that this is um I, I would not describe the 2020 Invisible Man as campy, but no. uh, I, I think there's a certain, um like, self-awareness that you have to have to have, like, to be able to make a film with such a high suspension of disbelief, and I think something, you know, about the Invisible Man, like Rob said at the time, like, everything was a potion or chemicals or... You know, there there was some kind of like vague scientific explanation for it. And I I think using technology is a better reflection of the era where this is, you know, where this version has been made. Uh, I I think in that regard, uh, it it was a nice homage uh, to the original story while also kind of updating it. I also, uh, there was actually an article that I read and I meant to pull it up today so that i'd have access to it and i would know like who released it and everything but there was an article that i read uh last year that said that a lot of people the suit had actually made it scarier for them because it had triggered their tryptophobia which um which i don't have
1: what the hell is tryptophobia
0: it oh god have you not seen any of the uh like tryptophobia memes no. Um, it, tryptophobia—it's it, the fear of like organically patterned holes. Uh, it, it's triggered by like certain, uh, it, just like organic, uh, formations and things. But That's I guess the suit was like really <laughs> freaking some people out. It's—it's it's a surprising like because if you uh here's my here's cats like don't google this of the day (laughs) Um, (laughs) but if you were to google images of it like there are a lot of like skin conditions and stuff that get uh that are pretty graphic
1: (laughs) yeah I don't want to see any of that it's
0: like so I get tryptophobia um yeah I, I think it's one of those things where it's like looking it up to figure out what it is is the most likely cause of giving it to yourself (laughs) but I I guess like just the way that the suit is patterned was like really kind of messing with some people's heads who have that and it was it was a really interesting read and I actually in the theater wondered oh because I had just written an article on uh tryptophobia for another site that I was working for uh before I went uh in and I was like wondering if that would be the case for some people and I guess it was so like the suit design I think was, was really effective uh, in being just kind of creepy on its own.
1: Yeah. I didn't mind that it was a suit either. Like I would rather them do that and try and and do something, you know, more modern with the technology that we have that dominates our lives now than for, I mean, if, if I had sat down in the theater and there had been a scene (laughs) of this guy in a lab mixing beakers and drinking a bubbling potion, I'd have been like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (sighs) See, I, I don't know. I,
2: I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, and, you know, you kind of just shit all over one of my points, Rob. <laughs> now, see, like, th- this movie was super mainstream. You know, like, it it just was in so many different ways. So, I get that, and I understand how the sleek, you know, uh, I don't even know what to fuck. It looks like an Apple store like on on serious steroids and uh w- with his little his lab mhm you know i mean yeah that's cool and all i get it like that that's super mainstream like you can get people who aren't into horror movies to sit and watch it and you know maybe more of like a i don't know like a dark knight kind of movie viewer would go and get into that i would like to see the beakers in the lab and I say that because, I mean, this was a movie that is based off of stuff from the thirties and that shit were, well, they were beakers and labs, like kind of like Frankenstein and you know, all that. So, you know, in all honesty, like I would have liked to see that. I did not like the, the sleek looking lab that he had down there and I didn't like the suit. You know, I, it felt more like a, a villain from a, a superhero movie. It felt like a, like a, a Thor, not Thor, um, uh, Iron Man or like a Batman kind of thing where he's just rich as fuck and he can, you know, spend all his time and money on this and boom, he's the invisible man. I don't know. I thought it was kind of a cop-out.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the beakers and stuff and a, a potion work if the movie's set in the 1930s. Right. But it's not. Yeah. It's It's set in modern times. And I do think that there's some comment there on the way that technology has advanced so much. And how we're all sort of, you know, I don't want to say slaves to it. That seems like a little overdramatic, but right. you know, it's so prevalent in all of our lives. Um, I think that that going that route makes more sense to me than having somebody conjure up a, a potion and drink it.
2: For what it was, it did. That, that's what I mean. Like I get it. Like I don't think this movie would have been as mainstream as it was, and maybe even as successful as it was had they gone that route. You know, so like I get it, but you know, like seeing it, I, I went in. this And, and keep in mind too guys this was my first time seeing this movie i hadn't seen it yet so you know i was excited to see it and i was like damn you know like hell yeah here we go and i was expecting maybe not beakers and all that but you know something along those lines and i was like well damn okay and and at first too it had more of like a paranormal feel than anything else really
1: I think I also looked, uh, I, I did a bit of research into this and apparently, um, according to a few articles I came across, the technology that's used for the suit, we're not that far away from it. Hmm. Like, like apparently the, the, the science and technology behind the idea behind that suit, uh, seems like it would, um, it's, it's pretty dead on accurate.
2: I was wondering if that was real. Cause it seems so, you know, like, it just seems like something that could happen. Yeah,
1: which I can't wait to get my invisibility suit. Oh, dear God, it's
2: the <laughs> last thing we need is you, invisible. If we—if there's a mute button on that bitch, I might be down for it. That might not be a bad idea. Yeah, I could deal with you being invisible. If you can't talk and I got to deal with you being invisible, that's not a horrible trade-off. That's not bad. But I, I don't know. Th- those are two things that bothered me for the most part about it. But, I mean, how do you guys think that they did overall for the movie, because, you know, like I said, it's very mainstream, but in the horror community, we look at it as, well, you know, the Invisible Man is part of that universal monster, you know, whole crew. Like, do you, do you think they pulled it off? I mean, th- this is the most modern. They took one of the oldest movies and modernized it in the biggest way. Like, it's a yeah. crazy difference. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I really love I, I really like this movie. Um, you know, and uh, watching it again, I just I, I marvel at the opening scene and um, how it just puts you in the middle of her escaping from her controlling boyfriend, and it really tells the whole story, and it's eight minutes into the movie before we get any line of dialogue. And that's her talking to a dog. It's probably 10 minutes into the movie before she talks to another character, but you're, you're learning so much. And that opening scene, I, I think that's incredible.
0: It's very cinematic. It, it's like a very effective opening. Um, and I, that's something that I really appreciate too is, is um, the psychological component to it is very effective without getting very explicit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really like um, th- these kind of um, survival stories, and one thing in horror is that they usually do get, like, very explicit into the abuse first, um, and then I'm a bad person for liking the movie. I get, like, I get a lot of, uh, feedback, because, uh what was the American Mary? A lot of people got really mad at me for liking American Mary as much as I did, um, but... Like, I I like the survival aspect to it, and what I loved about The Invisible Man is all of that psychological stress is there, and you feel uh, Cecilia feeling it, but they don't ever get into details about, like, what her relationship was really like with Adrian. Like, none of that is shown on screen. You just get to see the aftermath.
1: Yeah, we don't see any of that. We hear her talking about it at at one point.
0: But we still get to see her, like, overcome it, which I think is, like, very powerfully done.
2: And I think it was really smart that they didn't. I don't want to say waste time, but you know, like this is a two-hour movie. Like you're two hours is when you're really pushing my uh, my limits of sitting there and watching something. So why do you hate watching movies so much, Mikey? I don't hate watching movies. I
1: love. Well, stuff. you always complain like it's too long. It's too long. Like why uh, you just it's
2: two hours? All right, you know, like I'm gonna start a podcast where you talk about quibby stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, I I don't need. That's what sequels are for. You know, like it, we don't need two two plus two hours isn't terrible. You know, if the movies and, and I'll I'll tell you this, it was not a bad two hours. I'm not not saying that at all, but I'm saying that's when you start pushing my limit for it. So, you know, like it, it was already a pretty decently long movie as it is. So you didn't have to go into all that. They did it perfect. And they got the, the acting, the way they got everything across the whole nine yards of it. You didn't need to see anything. You knew. It drew the picture perfectly in your head of what the hell was going on in seconds or, well, maybe minutes, as opposed to, you know, you're talking like 20 minutes maybe. Like, you didn't need to spend any more than they did on that. It was perfect. I yeah. love when I love when movies don't waste your time is pretty much my moral of
0: and, and this is one we were talking about a few episodes back. Uh, I, I think it was for Zodiac, movies that just don't feel as long as they are. Mm-hmm. I was, because I knew it was like a two-hour movie going in to see it in the theater, and I was shocked when it was over, because it's like, that did not feel like two hours. Not at all.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't feel the runtime at all. Um, I, I don't remember if I did the first time I saw it or not, though. Now that I'm thinking back to it, because I saw it in theaters, too. And I can't remember if I if I started to get antsy in the theater or not, but I, I don't think so.
2: No, I I mean this was my first. I mean, granted, I was sitting on my couch. I know that's a big difference, but yeah, I I didn't feel it at all. Yeah, it was it went by
1: great for me. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, rare. And, and you mentioned the acting, and there are some great performances in this movie. Phenomenal. I mean, Elizabeth Moss is that but her Elizabeth name? Elizabeth Moss. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, she's just she's does some great work in this movie. Really. You can see the inner turmoil in her, of her character just on her face um, in a lot of scenes. And like Kat said, you can feel that, that sort of weight that, that is on her without her you know, talking about it or saying you can just see it. It's just there. Um, I was
0: a little bit worried because this is like the first thing I, I had seen her star in since Handmaid's Tale – and, and sometimes when I know someone from the show, I have a tough time seeing them as like mm-hmm. another character, you know. And I get distracted. And I forgot at all. <laughs> like I, I didn't think about it at all watching the movie. Uh, any of the times that I have, it's like she is Cecilia, and that's she just amazing work from Elizabeth Moss on this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also,
0: she's- um, I can't think of oh oh god, what's his name? Um, Oliver Jackson Cohen was Adrian. Mm-hmm. He He's only like on screen for a few minutes, and he is so creepy. And I did not recognize him until like <laughs> yesterday when I watched this. I don't
1: even think I know who he is.
0: He was a uh, he was like the sweet older brother in uh, the Haunting of Hill House.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I didn't recognize him at all. But he, yeah, yeah. he doesn't get a whole lot of screen time uh, in this movie. But he, he makes the, I mean, he's good. He he's unsettling yeah the acting was
2: phenomenal it really was yeah
1: i mean all around i liked it Uh, you know the acting was great the um the fight scene in the kitchen also um that was all elizabeth elizabeth moss there was no she wasn't like acting off of anybody yeah Uh, um which is like you know it it was uh bruce campbell and evil dead two levels of good right yeah Uh, and and that's hard to do
2: yeah, you know, that really is hard to do. And, you know, and it goes to show you don't need that top tier of actors, you know, for movies. You just you just don't. They eat up the budget. And don't get me wrong. They're good to have. You know, they, they are. And there are some that really stand out and they make movies better. Of course, that's why they get paid the way they do. But, you know, you don't need them for everything. And this didn't. I mean, they had great actors, but there weren't any like, oh, my God, this person's in it. You didn't need that for this. And, and you know, I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't because of how big of a deal this movie was. You would think they would have had, uh, you know who uh, Elizabeth Moss reminded me of? Um, oh, fuck. Jodie Foster. Like, I could have seen Jodie Foster in this movie. I'm surprised they didn't try and get her. In this. You know,
1: I think they learned their lesson after putting Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Just, oh, <laughs> God, yeah, just fucking. That movie
2: don't count to me either, by the way yeah i don't uh, see i don't think universal
0: counts it either yeah
2: (laughs) and that's a good example you know like that that felt more like the mummy returns like the ones before the scorpion king and shit like Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's part of that franchise or not probably was but uh, they're not like see that i could if you put this up against because that was them trying to modernize a movie from you know the 30s and shit this did a much better job. As different as it was from it, the original, it still did a way better job at modernizing it to a point where it's actually enjoyable and good than
1: mm-hmm. that bullshit did the mummy. Did yeah, no, that that movie was that movie was terrible and it killed the dark universe which I'm still mad about.
0: Can we talk about why this movie did so well at those things and why they didn't need big budget actors? Why? Can I bring this up finally? I I've, I've been so excited uh, to talk about Lee now. Who directed and wrote *The Invisible Man* and uh, learned how to uh, act himself in a movie if oh, he God, had to? Because, as funny. I'm sure you guys know, he played Adam in *Saw*, which he also wrote. You guys were here.
1: believe this bullshit? Uh, I don't up. know who Adam is, but. Um...
0: From Saw. We have to watch Saw again. I I'm already <laughs> breaking my resolution. <laughs> I am going to make you watch
2: Saw more. Uh, I, yeah, I forget Adam too, but shit, you know. No. I, re- I remember seeing him in it now that you brought it. I just looked up his IMDb and CNS. Oh, fuck, here it comes. I had a feeling the Saw reference was coming. All
1: right. Oh, I knew we were. Yeah, I, I, Lee Wan Hill, I knew we were going to get a Saw.
2: It
1: was going to steer in that direction at some point. I forgot completely
0: he is uh he is the like one of my favorite um like screenplay m- modern like screenplay writers um and i was really i was excited uh to see him work on this i almost cuz when they said that they were doing the invisible man i thought back to the mummy i was like i don't know if i want to see this um i might just not go to this one and then I saw that he was working on it and it's like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And I was just very, very impressed with this. He's a good storyteller.
2: Well, you got you, you got it in there, Kat. Kat has since you said invisible man, Rob, she has been itching.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, that locked and loaded. She's been like Donald Trump
2: waiting to tweet. <laughs> ready to oh, go no. <laughs> Um yeah. No and you're right like that does go to him you know i mean not all of it obviously but he's a big chunk of that you know you're 100 percent right cat i mean um i didn't realize that he wrote and directed this which is crazy.
0: yeah and he i i do think in all seriousness um aside from just me loving saw he got into the movie industry learning how to work on like a shoestring kind of budget and now, like now that he has the money, it's like it's very clear that he knows where it's needed. You know, right. like I don't think there are many weak aspects of this movie.
1: Yeah, no, I don't there think aren't. Much
0: they could have done better.
1: No, the, I, I can't. I, I it's. I'm hard pressed to think of. Um, yeah, in, any, any areas where it really fell short. Uh, the effects look great. Uh, most those are mostly practical, by the way, which I love.
0: It shows. Yeah, that he, they were.
1: Um, I did see where Lee wan he said that um, Paranormal Activity was sort of an inspiration on how to handle the effects for this movie. It felt like a Paranormal um, Activity movie here and there. But Rob, did you yeah. look
2: up the budget to this? No. If you had a guess, what would you think the budget to this movie was? It's
1: Blumhouse, right? Right. So it's it's not going to be high. Um, eight million? Seven. Wow. But it felt, I, I'm surprised
2: it was just seven. 'Cause it felt way higher. So Kat, you are a hundred percent right on that. I figured this would be minimum. I I would think around fifteen. The lowest like ten to twelve.
1: Yeah, I, the only reason I guessed as low as I did is because it was I know it's Blumhouse and they don't they don't spend a lot of money on their movie. Apparently they don't have to. No, they don't. Right. Um Damn. Yeah, I mean they're they're really smart about the way they make their movies. Well shit. And you would think like something like the Invisible Man wouldn't
2: take all too much. But you know, like their sets alone, like everything looks so clean, and you know, like it, it it kept the the theme of what they had going on and and that mood so well, and mm-hmm. on so many different levels. Even the the hospital, whatever the thing she was at, like it just looked it, everything looked high grade in this movie, from apartments to the that hospital. Like it just, I don't know, it just looked upscale, and that's yeah. obviously what they were going for. And even when she was staying with that guy what was his daughter who was or mm-hmm. yeah yeah his you daughter know, like they they obviously were making it like they didn't have a you know they weren't rich or nothing you know they were living regular middle-class life but even that that place looked you know higher end well buying a house in the bay area he must have some money from somewhere <laughs> true true but you know like they and it's like i'm shocked that it had just
1: a seven million dollar budget like, it's crazy yeah yeah, but no, yeah, everything was really up. Obsc- I mean, that, how about that house that Adrian lived in? Holy jeez.
0: That man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I
1: mean, that was a house. nice place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, the look was great. Um, you know, I, I just the, um, the effects were really fantastic. I think the story is, is involving, you know, and there's a, there's some great characters in, in the movie too. Like you mentioned, uh, what's his, it was his name James, the guy that she was staying with.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, he was. He's a great character. Um, the daughter's not in a lot of the movie, but I felt like she just felt like a real person to me. Like I, you know, I knew who that character was, even though she's not on screen a ton.
0: You get invested like in her going to college and stuff, even though it's yeah. you know, it it's a very like sub plot, but yeah,
1: yeah. Although after she gets the money. She buys the dad a ladder and gets the daughter a college education. Those gifts are not equal. Yeah, right.
2: mm. Like I said, man, they they did a phenomenal job. Kat, you're 100% right. Like, when you're not used to dealing with much, you know what you don't have to spend money on. You know, you don't get uh, complacent with things and and lazy. And I mean, I imagine something like that could be a habit grown over time. But, you know, especially... This being his first real amount of money to actually deal with, he did a phenomenal job, man. Like I, I'm, I'm blown away that this was just and and advertising alone, you would think yeah. would have been seven million dollars yeah. for this damn thing, not for nothing. Because
0: you saw these ads everywhere. Oh, it was yeah. only for like a couple weeks before release, but
2: but it was all over, all over the place. It felt like it was for months. That's how much we seen it. Yeah. Which I think is a Blumhouse thing too. When you think about, I mean. You know, obviously Halloween aside, but Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you, you very much are into Blumhouse. I think that's really their advertising technique, which is smart. You really just see it a lot right before it comes out.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that tends to happen with their movies. I, I don't, you know, it's a smart strategy. I mean, you don't need to spend a lot of time advertising something. And especially if you're Blumhouse now. I mean, right. you know, they're they're releasing stuff about you know halloween kills they released a photo and look at all the news coverage it got on the you know different websites and stuff and we're talking about it and all they had to do was release a photo
2: yeah yeah
1: unlike uh old line cinema
2: who has to (laughs) fucking advertise it for two years before the movie comes
1: out but Yeah. yeah um no i i uh what what did this movie did it scare you at all mikey no no? Did you, none of the jump scares got you
2: or anything? <laughs> um, I was uh, I had my See, th- this movie was very tricky And I'm glad you brought that up I wanted to talk to you guys about it 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 was, it was tricked you into Really paying attention Because there were parts where people started talking low And it got a little quieter It was a quiet movie, but it got a little quieter And I could tell A couple spots, I'm like, alright They're gonna try and fucking get me and I would lower my headphone volume a little bit, and I, there it was. Like, ah, you sneaky bastard. No, they telegraphed it, Right. But, you know, I, I wanted to bring up a specific scene. And, you know, I'll tell you this. The jump scares weren't terrible. And I talk about jump scares a lot, and it's mm-hmm. easy to fuck them up. They, by no means, in this movie did they do that. But the attic scene that was all over the trailers and everything where she threw the paint, mm-hmm. they kind of cheated. <laughs> They did. What do you mean they cheated? They cheated because you know normally the jump scare is you know whatever the hell it is that is causing the jump scare is the issue. They like made all this loud fucking <laughs> noise and it, it it sounded like two different screams going on at the same time. It was that that was the scare. The, the jump scare of it was this like it, it wasn't the invisible man that scared you. It was all that fucking noise that got loud oh no. out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, there are a lot
1: of movies do that with jump scares, you know?
2: Yeah. But that was at least this. like with it. I'll give it. I'll, I, ne- I will not watch it. Chapter two, but it chapter one, the few jump scares, you know, I could see where that clown would scare someone. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah and and
1: it's hard you're dealing with nothing so I, I you know I I give it to him still but yeah. they cheated. But I I think this movie though more than being scary it's just creepy. Right? I mean there's a lot of great shots in this movie where they are sort of wide shots or long shots where you're like looking at the people uh from the perspective of the invisible man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but you don't know for certain whether he's there or not. So like there's a shot of them uh at one point in the house um uh, cc and james and the daughter are celebrating right in the living room and there's a shot where the camera's just sort of down the hall and you're watching them from afar yeah um and and so it sort of gives you that perspective and there's a lot of that sort of stuff you know um there's a number of shots where they linger a little too long on like an empty chair or something or not too long but longer than they normally would right make think. um Yeah, or um, or the there are a few I said all the effects were practical. There are a few CGI effects, and one of the best ones is when she goes outside and you can see her breath, Mm -hmm. and then you just see his breath behind her, right? Yeah, you know, it just there's a lot of really creepy moments in this movie, Kat. Did this thing scare you?
2: It
0: unsettled me, okay. I don't know, I, I, it takes a lot for a movie to scare me, right? Like, but. Uh, this one was like it was very tense. It's a very tense viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Like while I'm watching it, I'm I get very invested and uh, like a little bit on edge. I don't, I, I don't think it. Um, but like none of the jump scares got me. It was good though. Like and it it's something that you know I spend a lot of time thinking back to it uh, even before the rewatch. It's
2: good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, one of the jump scares got And I'll give you the Rob, it is definitely a creepy movie. Like, there were some moments. And one of the ones that got me the best was it when her and Cece were sleeping in the bed, and the sheets come off, and the blankets come off of them, and she's trying to pull the blanket, and he's standing on it. Mm-hmm. And it's that moment of, like, I kind of put myself, but Elizabeth Moss, Elizabeth Moss, position with that. Because, like, could you imagine just trying to, you know, something as simple as pulling a blanket and it won't move. Right. And it's like, it's not like it's stuck on it or anything. It's sitting in the middle of the fucking room. So, you know, like, I had that moment where it's like, oh, shit, imagine, you know, that happened. And then you see. like you, your footsteps. Yeah. Like, you, And even <laughs> before mm-hmm. that, you're looking at it and you're like, are those? Like, you can even see. They had such great attention to detail in, in these moments with it, too. You could see that crease between the feet where, like, the sheet bubbles up a little. You're like, yeah. Are those are those feet? Oh yeah, those feet. And then they start stepping. It's like, oh shit. You know it, that it got like that moment got me. And I'll I'll admit that jump scare got me a little bit when she flew back into the the wall and all that. It got me. Yeah, some bitches got me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I like these scenes too where she's trying to walk to the mailbox and the jogger comes running. Yes. Down the down the sidewalk and freaks her out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one it didn't scare me or anything, but I think it's extremely effective because you can feel. You know, that sense of fear that she has to just go out of the house, yeah. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, this person comes out of nowhere, and uh, you know, it, I and there's been some debate online as to whether or not that was Adrian, right? I, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was supposed to be,
0: and and it, I don't think so. I, I think it's just you know, her already being nervous, yeah, you know, and then the fact that it doesn't take a lot, a lot to kind of reactivate all of that anxiety in her and then it, like it, it's a good build up to how even the small things like really are more than enough to set off those alarm bells
1: mm-hmm. yeah although I did find it funny that she had trouble going to the mailbox but as soon as she found out she might get some money she had no trouble getting in a car driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and going into San Francisco to collect it Well,
2: I mean <laughs> hey I, I wouldn't have a problem doing that either <laughs> but no and that goes to what we were talking about earlier where like instead of spending 20 minutes on backstory that you don't really fucking need you get a few moments like that like that scene took what maybe 15 seconds you know i mean maybe a little more after she went in and you know all that but you know we're talking a minute maybe two max you know so i mean instead of spending all that time you drop little moments in like that where it just kind of it it builds in you because you you already seen everything in the beginning and you were like oh wow this is fucked up but they seen that and you're like damn like she this yeah. is affecting her to this degree yeah
1: so. I I think it's a it's a really great illustration of sort of her mental state at the time right um and it, it's extremely effective yeah yeah it it
2: is. it is you know they they did little things right in this and you know we got to remember too you're dealing with essentially nothing. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, you get a little more at the end when that uh, that suit starts glitching or whatever. Which I don't know, man. That see, it goes, it goes back to that for me. Like, is how's it gonna be a suit?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know,
2: like how the hell how's it gonna be a suit? Why don't
1: you just suspend disbelief and get over the suit, like?
2: Because it's that's not the Invisible Man. That's the pissed off rich asshole that bought himself a fucking invisible suit or made or whatever the hell he
1: did. Man, he's one of the world's leading optics experts.
2: Well, well, yeah,
0: I, I think that it's essentially the same thing, like tinkering around with chemicals or with optic technology, I, you know. I
2: guess, but was it? I mean, I, again, I don't know. Nobody listening, quote me. I mean, it, it's it sounds like the original Invisible Man was an accident. I would think, you know, or at least that's the illusion you get. And either way, I, I don't, I don't know. It was just it it threw it off of me.
0: This might not be right. Again, it's been a really long time. I think he was trying to make a serum that could make people invisible, and then he accidentally makes himself get stuck as an invisible person.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kind of goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know.
0: It just it, starts calling himself like the stranger and <laughs> mm-hmm. moves into
2: a small town. You know, another thing about this movie that kind of threw me off a little bit was um, it. It felt like a paranormal movie at first. And I think that was the thing, too. Like, you got to shift gears with it. And, you know, I don't always like that. So I went into it. Obviously, you know, it's not paranormal, but it makes you think like, because obviously they're reinventing it,
1: you know, no no question. Uh, But but it, it is also there is sort of that paranormal feel because an invisible man is very much like a ghost, right? But he's not right but he's he's like that like yeah. you can't you know you can't see a ghost and you, you know it's so there there was that feel to it i think because of the nature of the character
2: yeah and and i understand that but i see my thing was like i didn't know how they were going to reinvent it and it was like for a minute there i was like did they just make someone dead and there cuz you know you could te- you could definitely feel the py- paranormal activity uh shout out to Katie Featherston you could definitely feel <laughs> the paranormal don't, don't you start i didn't say a word the paranormal activity uh ties to that you could definitely see it you know like it's very strong with a couple of things they did even just like the things where, like rob said when you sit at a chair for too long that was like the hide and go seek of fucking horror mm-hmm. movies paranormal activity in a good way because they could just show a door in the dark and nothing happened but it's a tense moment you know so they yeah. utilize that really well but I I guess I was, you know, it it had that paranormal feel and it felt like paranormal activity. And I'm like, all right, what the hell are they doing here? And then you find out it's a suit. And a cheap one at that, because the thing kept breaking in the end.
1: It didn't break in the end. She stabbed it with that pin. Yeah. And that caused the technology to glitch out. Yeah, and I I know, but I'm just saying.
0: I think that's the part that makes it the most believable. (laughs) Because if you stab technology with a pen, it's going (laughs) to...
1: Well, yeah. but shouldn't it yeah, not get true. wet either? You know? Well, my, my I could take my iPhone out in the rain. It doesn't fuck up. Go stand with your yeah. iPhone out
2: in the rain for as long as that scene was where he they were out in the rain. It's not going to work You know right.
1: how much this phone cost me? You do that. <laughs> you do know, my phone. I'm
2: just saying, it's not going to work right. It's all I'm saying.
0: I didn't have an issue uh, thinking of it as a paranormal movie, but uh, that's because that opening scene... For me, it got me very much in the psychological horror mindset, which obviously, you know, you, you go in knowing that it's going to be, like, a universal monster movie interpretation. Right. But, like, I, I, I immediately went to psychological horror watching the opening sequence. And then uh, from from there, by the time it got back around to you actually seeing the suit glitch out, it's just, I was so... It was like a nice vindication moment for me. Like it was so satisfying to actually have to see the guards in the hospital, like actually seeing the suit glitch out and, and realize, you know, she is not the one doing this. She's not going crazy. It was just it, there was so much satisfaction in it. that I at that point didn't even really care that it was a suit.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> guess I, the suit to me, it really doesn't bother me. I, I feel like the suit's just a way to ground it. In in our reality, you know, much more than a guy drinking a potion and becoming invisible. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like you're way hung up on this suit, man.
2: I, I, I maybe I am. I maybe I am. Like when that thing started uh, started appearing, I was like, "What?" At least I'll give this. At least it gave an answer to why he, you know, all the paint blotches and everything looked the way it looked in that attic scene. Because you know, even in the trailer, I was like, "What the hell? What is yeah. it?" You know, because it had all the, you know, you could see the little circles and everything. I'm like, what the hell is it? And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it gave an answer to that, at least. But I don't know, man. Like, it was just so bizarre. You know, another thing I want to talk about, I think, is also another reason this movie had as easy of a runtime as it had. How do you guys feel? I shouldn't even have to ask, because they did a phenomenal job of how the Invisible Man just demolish this poor girl's life oh yeah
0: it very it was really really
2: effective
1: yeah i mean it was you know everything i mean um you know she she was and it's so cruel because she's starting to you know she thinks he's dead and she's starting to to sort of turn things around things are looking up and then uh, and then he just takes everything from her um, but she says that at, at one point in the movie, she says, you know, this is what he does. He isolates me. Right. Um, and and that's what he did. And, you know, um, by killing her sister and, um, you know, literally just smacking that little kid across the face, <laughs> or I guess she's not a little kid, but smacking the kid across the face and, and driving her out of the house, you know? Uh, yeah. It was um, extremely effective to a point to where she's locked up. It's crazy how, she, like, knew it was him
2: before she knew it was him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, and it goes to what you just said, where it's like, oh, yeah. It's, it's like she had that feeling of what it, what she was, what it felt like being with him. You know, like, it was all coming back. And it's, it's like, it's, 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 it is crazy. Because, I mean, dude, imagine that kind of shit happening to you. Like, you're going to think it's demonic, you know, something paranormal from her point of view. You know, like, what the fuck? Who the hell's gonna think there's an invisible suit running around, like, right. you know? Like, it's completely out of fucking the realm of any type of possibility. Like, it, it goes to show you that she kinda was thinking it was him. He had something to do with it. Because it's like, damn, man, like, this is what he was doing to me before. Just a less mm-hmm. little bit le- a lesser of an extent. I think they did an amazing job with that. They really, end. um, uh, uh, god why am I forgetting her name <laughs> Elizabeth Moss did a, a, I can't even put words to how well she portrayed that even when she went when she was supposed to show um, like in that briefcase she was going to pull out all her work and everything and it was like uh, nothing oh, yeah. like it started yeah. as simple as even the eggs cooking breakfast you know mm-hmm. like it started as simple as that
1: and it was like mm-hmm. worse 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 she went for water with a grease fire don't do that yeah bad idea <laughs> <laughs> that's a fire! bad idea it's
0: a good scene, though, because you can see the interviewer is getting past it, you know, like he's he doesn't even mind, you know, and you can see how much it trips her up. And you can see like that she's putting the pieces together there without her having to say anything. Right. You, though, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And then she passed out. Yeah. Um. And so the question is, do you guys think she got that job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did
2: she get to at least a second interview? Uh, ma'am, She might have got that. That didn't after seem to be into her. I,
0: I think after she's like in the papers for this, and it's like you know, woman <laughs> gets woman is no longer considered crazy for invisible suit theory. I hope she had her choice of jobs. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know if you hire that person or you stay clear of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, because right. maybe you hire them just because of how entertaining it would be. Yeah, <laughs> but, you keep them
2: around for a month to hear the stories and then let them go.
1: Yeah, Poor yeah, girl. that'd be you know you can go into their go into their office move stuff around mess <laughs> with them a little
2: bit yeah her like cat said like her whole world crashed down at that moment because it's like those little things were going wrong but then she was like okay something is fucking with me
1: yeah
0: and i think they did an excellent job too because i went into this um expecting you know they really played up the psychological aspect and i went in completely expecting this to be one of those like. Remakes where you don't really know if the Invisible Man exists or not until, you know, the big reveal. or Right. Um, like, I, I fully expected there to be, like, that to be a big portion of the movie up until, like, that final scene. And they did a really good job. They left you just enough that you never think that she's crazy. Like, you, the audience have as much of an idea of what's going on as she does and I I really appreciate that they just that they found that line and walked it so well you know
1: yeah it's it's um it feels to me it's very much like a a Hitchcock story um or at least it has a lot of the same sort of themes one of his big fears was mistaken identity
0: yeah
1: and um you know it plays heavily on that and i I, that's one of the things he he would do that in his movies too you wouldn't know but the characters in the film wouldn't know right um which you know it's it's very effective yeah yeah and what did you guys think of the character of the brother um
2: uh.
0: i actually really like that it's i because he's a little bit open to uh, he's not open to a lot of interpretation like you know that he's a bad guy one way or the other when it when it all uh is said and done but i like that there's that aspect where even for a little while she thinks that maybe he's been subjected to like these same kind of controlling techniques uh that she's been through in in a different context but like and and then it seems really more at, at different points like he's He's more actively involved, you know, than you. I, I like that you don't really know quite how coerced he
1: is. I, I kind of, my impression of him was that um, he had been manipulated by Adrian all his life, much the same way, like you said, she was, but in a different context. And that is how, that's why he was doing all these things. You know, he was being once again manipulated by his brother who's done it to him his whole life.
0: But then, like, you you also see there's that moment, too, where he he kind of enjoys that, and maybe it's just because he's the one that's in a position of power, but, like, when he meets her at the hospital, you know, there's, like, you can see that he's, he no longer comes across in any fashion as, like, a sympathetic person in that scene because you can tell that he's enjoying the control that he has over Cecilia in that situation, and it's just, like, it's unexpectedly creepy in that scene.
1: Yeah, well, he's... I think it, you're talking about a guy who's probably never really been in control of a situation. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Um, I, one of the things that fascinates he was I found him an inter- to be a really interesting character. And one of the things that I learned uh, about that was um, Lee L wanted him to be um, he wanted the audience to feel like there was something off about the character from the beginning. So in wardrobe, they put him in clothes that were I don't remember if it was one size or two sizes too small. <laughs> so that he would his posture was sort of awkward and when he walks you can see it's kind of awkward because the clothes are too tight yeah huh. um but i i found that uh an interesting tidbit but i i thought he was a really interesting character i almost wish we had gotten a little more of him but then maybe he wouldn't be as interesting True. Sure.
0: i think that's the downfall of characters like that is that you want to see more of them but then the second you do you
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they yeah because it's like enigmatic Yeah, from the time that we get with him, what is going on in that guy's head? What makes him tick? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because he does, he seems off the first time you see him. And then, you know, the the next time you see him, you're like, oh, well, he's probably been putting up with this shit all his life. And he does seem in the middle a little bit more sympathetic. And then the last time you see him, you know, he's just like fully gone. Right. He's completely dropped any (laughs) of that (laughs)
1: facade. Yeah.
0: I would love to see some of the progression (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh But
1: again if we had yeah <laughs> yeah then I mean, it probably yeah would have been yeah he wouldn't be it probably
2: wouldn't be as interesting. The last thing I want to get you guys that I had to to ask you guys about. Man, that that throat cutting scene in that restaurant. Mhm. That was a heavy one. Mhm. Uh, it, it it came from out of nowhere. It was deep, you know, it had a ton of meaning to it. I want to know in 2020 where the only restaurant without cameras is
1: yeah there's there's a bit of that <laughs> yeah um, in, in this movie yeah yeah, yeah there's no, no cameras in the restaurant but eh, again i just look past that because the scene is so effective yeah
0: yeah it, yeah. <laughs> it, it really was and i think something that was really effective uh, about this too um and i mentioned this like when we first started talking about the movie i really like that it's a survival story you know we get to see a lot of Cecilia dealing with things that she's you know that she shouldn't have to be dealing with and just like overcoming them and and surviving and trusting herself you know and it's it's very effective and one thing that I think was really really well done is in that scene because Cecilia knows you know that anyone that she talks to at this point that she's going to try to be driven away she knows anyone that she talks to is is going to be in danger you know and she makes all the same calls that any sensible person would make she has the meeting in public you know <laughs> she like does a very very good job like prefacing what she's about to say you know she she's done like her best to get proof before she does this and she it's just such a logical setup that they have uh, for the scene and then to see it, you know, come crashing down on her anyway. I, I think that's one of the reasons why the scene was so powerful. Cause it's like, I think that exactly is what I probably would have done if I were trying to explain that situation and it wouldn't have helped, you know, she makes smart decisions that are, you know, that Adrian is still able to turn around on her, which it, it just makes it feel like a much more intelligent movie. I feel like.
1: And it really ups the stakes, too, because, I mean, obviously, we know he's controlling and and manipulative and everything, but uh, now we've seen him murder her sister. Right. Um, So he's also just flat out evil. Yeah. You know, because there are people that you meet in life that are, you know, manipulative and controlling, but, you know, how far will they go? You never really know. Right.
0: That was, you know, you mentioned the camera thing, but that was like a very high-risk move. Like, they talk a lot about how calculating Adrian is and, like, how in control of everything he is, but that is such, like, a because if you fail something like that, you know, if there had been anyone filming anything, if there had been, you know, a camera in the wrong place, if the waiter had been, you know, had gotten away before he could also be killed, you know, like, there would have been so many witnesses, and the fact that he was willing to put the entire plan on the line as a power move is just like it's a little bit terrifying
2: oh yeah he had balls i'll give him that he had balls doing that but you know and you know i don't want to get hung up on those i i I mostly brought up the that scene because it was so good but it's like it's just it's i love when stuff like you have so much into it and it like we said is deep you know there was a ton of meaning there it's her sister i mean that alone is a big deal. She's having that moment of finally being able to get it all off her chest. And it's like, damn, man, pretty much the only person she told just got done like that.
1: hmm
2: uh, That's crazy. But I was not disappointed overall because the movie was so good. Was I a little disappointed with the invisible man himself? Yeah. But the movie? No. It was a it was a great movie.
1: Yeah. Well, you know,
2: get over the suit, Mikey. I can't, man. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get that suit and I'm gonna sit on your sink while you're taking a shit, Rob. Come on. Yeah, we're sitting there oh. thinking nothing's wrong and you're just gonna hear out of nowhere, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Bride. <laughs> Good thing you're on the toilet. <laughs> um But I mean yeah, the the suit is the damn suit. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up on the I can't think of anything.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Dad,
2: any other Saw references you want to get in? Nothing.
0: Well, <laughs> since you said it. Oh,
2: <laughs> um. All right. Man, I mean, I think that's it. Do you guys have a, a portnoy for this one?
1: Seven point two.
0: Okay. I'd give it at least an eight.
2: Ooh. All right. I'm in the same neighborhood.
0: Like, I really liked this one. I've I've seen it a few times now. It's held up. I, I'm I'm at least an eight.
2: I can see that. I can see it. Um. Invisible Man 2020, suit and all, I'm going to give it
1: a 7.4. Wow. So I'm the low man? Yeah, shocking. <laughs> wow. And I like this movie.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm surprised, but you were, you were lower than I thought you would be. I, I would give it high. You know what? What was yours, Rob? 7.2. Ah, shit. I don't... All right. I was. I'm gonna stick with a seven four, and I. The only I would happily give it higher if it wasn't a suit. That's at least a, a three quarters of a point for me. Come on, that's not bad. I could have docked it even more for that. <laughs> I'm being nice because it was a really good movie. So I'm, I'm being yeah. nice. It was a really good suit. Yeah, it was a cool looking suit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Iron Man lost his, he could use that one. Yeah, yeah,
1: cool looking suit. No, yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. As a matter of fact, I, I had it uh, as my second best movie of the year, which I didn't see a lot of twenty twenty movies. But um, oh, what um,
0: movie came out in twenty twenty that was better than The Invisible Man? Though, I am I going to get mad?
1: Uh, no, I will tell you if you okay. want to know. Uh, I know. Um, it is. It's going to letterbox. Hang on, guys. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> yep, there
2: it goes. There you yep, go. If he like, says I, I Santa look, If it's up. the
0: Hunt, I'm. This is going to be the episode that gets us <laughs> kicked off. No, the, fans no, in. the Hunt not was the his hunt. tenth.
2: <laughs> that was his tenth. It was on his top ten, though, Cat. Believe it or not. Um, God,
1: that was. Uh, I think that list was just horror. Was that just horror movies? I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because overall, as as a whole, uh, the Hunt was 14th. Um, the Dang. my. Best movie of the year for 2020 is a Japanese film called the woman of the photograph. Oh yeah. Oh
0: uh, really? Better than invisible man.
1: It's amazing.
0: I'd have to watch it again. I, it was good. It was really good. I'm not going to say anything ba- bad about it, but I don't know if I liked it more than the invisible man.
1: You didn't like w- woman of the photographs. I didn't see it. So good.
2: But I, mean, I don't I, I, don't, I doubt a Japanese movie is going to be put above this though.
1: Oh, um, so now we learn that Mike. Oh, okay. oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, there's the first bleep of 2021.
2: There is it there.
0: Went to hundred real fast.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, you almost got us kicked off fan side before we even got on the fucking thing. What's, what are you doing? Jesus Christ. That's not true. Well, no one's going to hear it, so it doesn't even matter. Jesus. Ah,
1: damn. Unbelievable being censored on this show. How'd you get bleeped before me I this don't year? Know. What the hell? I don't know.
2: Like the new Bobby Spitzer. <laughs> well, I don't know. I Actually, no. I I I think on my cursing rant, I said at least one or two of them has got... Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, this is the bleep. Kat, do you want to say anything that's going to get bleeped?
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, if you're offering.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so, Kat, you didn't have anything else. To, oh, no, you said no. All right. So, no. that, that's a, I think we were fair. Port Noise were right on point with this. One, so. All right. And next week, we'll talk about the hunt. Oh no! (laughs) You guys are
1: so wrong about that movie. It's good.
0: So that is the one uh, last thing that I'll say. I have a work anecdote. Not to call out any, uh, not to call out any other horror sites or uh, stir things up, but I was working uh, for a horror blog uh, at the beginning of 2020, uh, and they sent me, and, and it was you know, it was like a volunteer thing, like, they, they couldn't send me on assignment if I, I was unwilling to go, but I, you know, they, it was one of those things, I, I was getting reimbursed for movie tickets, and, you know, I'd, I'd write things up, and they were asking for, uh, The Invisible Man was almost the last movie that I saw in theaters, and I was so happy with it, I was just, like, so thrilled, and they sent things out, and they were like, will anybody go watch The Hunt, and I was like, uh no thanks uh i'll, I'll pass and Damn. then like a week passed and no one had gone to like no one had claimed it and they're like will somebody please like we'll pay for a movie and popcorn if someone <laughs> wants to go watch the hunt Damn. and i was like i'll do it so like i went and that was the last movie that i saw in theaters before lockdown was the fucking hunt and then the site <laughs> went on hiatus the day before my review was posted and i was like you absolute goddamn fools my 2020 movie track
2: record with The Hunt. She said The Fucking Hunt. Not even The (laughs) the Fucking Hunt. Wow. The
0: last movie I saw before lockdown could have been this wonderful cinematic uh, experience and it was The Hunt.
1: But you got to see The Hunt
0: i did get popcorn i will say like that was the, <laughs> that was the one upside as i got reimbursed for
2: popcorn i was gonna say cat, you're a cheap date all it took to get you to go was the popcorn <laughs> like you said fuck this whole movie you're like oh popcorn! All right, all right, I'll go. Damn. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm easily bribed with uh, theater sex.
1: Rob, how do you feel? They couldn't give this thing away. They had
2: they had to throw popcorn couldn't. in.
1: It's because everybody sleeps on that movie, man. That movie is good. It's not <laughs> great. It's not like it's the best movie of the year. I told you it's number fourteen on a year where I didn't see that many movies. But um, it's still it's an it's a fun film. It's, you know it's dumb fun.
2: Yeah, the first part was right i like dumb fun sure you like santa jaws and rubber you, i mean you're not you are right you do like dumb fu- i don't fun is an okay. optional word santa here.
0: jaws was way better than the hump
2: though God, i feel like cat's gonna drop another f-bomb <laughs> <sighs> thanks fans i did for yeah right jesus christ right i can't believe you said that anyway <laughs>
1: mom was i was the one throwing out r-
2: <laughs> you can check us out at slasherradio.com be sure to follow us on twitter at Radio. Uh go to our website you can check out all our interviews, articles uh, and, and all of our episodes the entire catalog you can also leave us a voicemail if you want to get your voicemail right on the show you can call us at 917-397-KILL 917-5 oh shit 917-397-5455 I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Give me a follow, Rob. Where are they finding you? I'm just a bleach. I'm on
1: Twitter, at Radio Rob123. And you can also listen to my other show, This Horror Life. And uh, you can follow that show on Twitter, at This Horror Life. And you can listen to it wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio. Oh, damn. Cat, we at At
0: Twitter, at Pat underscore Vlore, V-O-L-E-U-R.
2: There you go. There you go. Alright guys, you, uh, you might be able to catch us next week. I'm not sure. Uh we might be <laughs> taking off everything by then. But if we're back, we'll see you next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast. Rob
0: <laughs> What the fuck's the matter with you?
1: But if we're back, we'll see you next week.
2: Good night from Slasher Radio. <laughs> Rob! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's the matter with you? Jesus! What's we're just you? getting into this fan side thing. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta just come right out and say, what
1: the hell's wrong with
2: you? <laughs> You're the one who said That is not what I said. <laughs> I said I didn't think a Japanese movie could be the best movie of the year. That's all. Damn. I heard
1: Jesus. what I heard.
2: You said what you said. What do you got <laughs> oh, wow! I don't think. Well, I don't know. Bobby's probably said worse than that, but not by much. That that was that was bold. God!
1: Oh, wow. they right out and said
2: it. Jesus Christ! Oh man! Good thing we're not live. Yeah. No, if we were live, oh, it'd be a problem. <laughs> I got cat dropping f bombs. Like, what the hell's going-, going
1: on this episode? Yeah, yeah. cat slander in the good name of the hunt. Wow. I don't know <laughs> oh, about man. that. I was so mad. <laughs> Do you guys want to know
2: the the shit fest me and Bobby got ourselves into? The well, not a shit fest, but. He talked me into playing Dead by Daylight. Uh, I forget which day. Last week sometime. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll play. So me, him, and a couple of friends of his, we played. And we had to turn on cross-platform because Bobby was on his Switch. So we turned that on, and it's a Leatherface. I'm like, ah, fuck. So Leatherface has an ability where, you know, Rob, when you get hit in that game, you're limping and bleeding and shit. Mm-hmm. And then you get hit again you're down no Leatherface has the ability with that chainsaw one hit down that's because Leatherface is <laughs> a badass no Leatherface <laughs> is a cocksucker in this game <laughs> and so he downs bobby i'm like damn and Leatherfaces are known for camping like right because they'll one hit down you when you go for him. so that's what they do dude this guy fucking one hit down bobby i go over i'm like all right i'm gonna try and help him boom right down my like, shit so someone else comes try and help, boom, down. And then he didn't even try and hook... He hooked Bobby. He didn't even try and hook us. He didn't attempt it, think about it, come near us, nothing. Yeah. Then he went to the last person, downed him. The game was... He just left us there. Bobby died on the hook, and he just left <laughs> us there to bleed out. my like, are you fucking kidding me? So we load out of the game, and he was on PC. And you can have, like, really strange... Like, it runs through Steam, so... You know, you mm-hmm. could have any gamer tag you want, practically. And his was TTV, whatever the his fuckboy shit is. So I'm like, oh, that's a stream. So I go to the stream. Dude, there's this fucking fat guy with the most long, nastiest, nappiest beard I've ever seen. And this long fucking, he looked like a real life troll, like literally looked like a troll. Long fucking hair. At just the nastiest hoarder-looking room I've ever laid eyes on on a stream. Yeah. And he nice. literally... He dedicates it. Like, it was called Face Camping Tuesdays. Oh. He literally goes on that game and face camps all night long. Yeah. Like, can you believe that? And I'm looking at like And he had people watching it.
1: I was get, I was just going to ask, how many viewers did he had would like He had,
2: 20, like, 20 20-something people. Yeah. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, who <laughs> sits... First of all, looks at him like, dude, you can't clean out a corner of your fucking whatever you have. You can't clean out a corner of it. Dude, people are looking at this. Clean out a corner. Aim at the Dude, he was literally sitting in his bed, sitting on his bed with a fucking grandma blanket on him and a keyboard on his lap. <laughs> and wherever the camera was that was on him was far as hell away and it had like little fucking like dolls and stuff in front of it it was the most Mm -hmm. bizarre thing i've ever seen in my life and there's people not only watching him who wasn't funny entertaining or nothing but then they're watching him just fucking down people and stand there (laughs) what do people do with their time
1: everybody's got way too much time now
2: Dude, I, I could think of a million things off the top of my head, better than that. Yeah, there
0: have got to be
2: <laughs> better
0: options.
2: I'd rather watch a twelve year old play Fortnite, because I mean, at least they'll you know get loud or excited about something. You know, I would imagine. You know, like at least it'd be an yeah. s- it's more entertaining than that. But like, this is a big dude. Bob- <laughs> Bobby went in his chat. He said, "Flash us your tits." <laughs> <The> chat- <laughs> <laughs> it was funny as hell, but I, dude, and he had an army of fucking trolls in there. Like those twenty people were going ham for him. Oh yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did people defend this stuff? And the but like, and and I said that I'm, trying, I'm like, you know, like this guy's a fucking loser, but you guys are way bigger losers than him. <laughs> At least he's playing the game. You guys are watching him fucking down people in Face Camp. Like, what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah, that's uh, I don't know, man. I you I watch some of those streams sometimes, and I will see the most boring dudes who just like some dudes that won't even talk or anything. They're just sitting there playing the game, right? And they'll have like a hundred people watching them. I'm like, what, what?
2: It's amazing, man. It's am- I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was like, what the fuck? I told him to invite me to his Discord call. Because I wanted Forget. to fucking curse. Oh, I wanted to give it to him, man. Because, like, I was pissed off as it was. I lost my rank. It's annoying in general. And I get in there, and I'm like, from this? From him? This is the guy? Like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it, man. <laughs> I could not believe it. You know, I sent my friend a picture of him. Let me see if I can. I don't know if I still have it. Right? going to regret seeing
0: this if you find it?
2: He's <laughs> a weird... You will regret it. It'll it'll make you never want to do anything even remotely romantic again, Kat. I can promise you that. Look at this guy. Oh, here it is. Hold on, I got it. I got it. Look at this.
1: Look at this. Look at this. Aaron. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this, dude. Wasn't he on Lost?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Look at that. Dude, you're on stream. You are willingly turning, <laughs> plugging in a fucking camera and turning mm-hmm. it on.
1: Oh, my God. You man. can't throw
2: those boxes out. You know, like make your yeah. bed. Sit on the chair that's right there. You guys sit on your bed. So
0: <laughs> as someone that used to live with a streamer, they cannot. They cannot make their bed. They can't throw boxes away. Really?
2: <laughs> god but did they have it like they are on the, big on the cam children <laughs> but they had it like that on Camcat? yes 100 percent. yes
0: god.
2: see I'll, I'll stream once in a blue i i am pretty sure by the way my twitch account is gone i don't know like i i said right off the bat i'm kamikazeing this account to curse this motherfucker out in his chat I'll, I'll check and see if I still have it. I it might I might need to make a whole new Twitch account. But, I mean, I, I don't get into the whole camera setup. Like, I'm not doing all that. That's too much work. But, dude, the, the people that I have seen on camera, on a Twitch, the very few times that I watch, they either have the invisible backer. Dude, you could spend fucking 40 bucks on a green screen on Amazon, yeah. and they'll see none of that, except your big ass sitting on that fucking thing. So he didn't even do that. Like you would think they'd at least have something. You know, oh yeah, this is bad news. Hold on. Let's see. I, I don't think I have it anymore. Oh boy. I could not believe it. Could not believe it. It was an hour long, an hour and a half long argument too, I'll have you know. So, oh god. Yeah. You're always stirring up trouble, man. Dude. You can't even play a game without getting into some kind I know, of it's fight. Always something. Cuz it's so and then not only that, when I go in there, he's bitching he is literally sitting there complaining that hooks don't respawn after someone dies on dead by daylight now i have to let him bleed out i'm not gonna he's literally saying that killers don't have enough help on that game which is like insanity to me it's complete <laughs> fucking insanity like dude you're... and he's sitting there saying like he's admitting he's not good at the game he's admitting it yeah. but he's also bragging about winning which, the two don't go well together, but it's like, dude, how much, like, you just easily took out a whole squad. Three of them that, at least, that know what they're doing. Very well, very much so on that game. Like, dude, I, and you still won so easily with a landslide. How much more help do you fucking need?
1: Yeah. Is crazy. I don't know, man. I, have, I don't know what people do with their
2: time. And they're, that, that yeah, they're watching him. Rob, could you sit and watch that?
1: no I mean what the hell no but I can't watch people play the, that game I can't watch people play like the games I mostly watch people play are like um, like these like sim games I like watching those a lot
2: oh we were just talking about the sims me and cat before you got on uh, oh yeah yeah my friend
1: discovered it so oh yeah lost forever now <laughs> that's what she said and you'll never <laughs> see that friend that's again Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember when I first found that game oh
2: I was thinking about getting The Sims, but I found out it's not online, so they're saying the next Sims game should have an online thing, so I might get that. Yeah, it's a fun game,
1: but look out, you will lose yourself. Maybe. You'll find you have no life while you're creating a fictional life for fictional people. Yeah, I'll start looking like this (laughs)
2: asshole in the orange shirt. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. My God. Anyway, um, I still have my Twitch account, by the way. Well, thank God for that. Yeah, I just thought everyone should know. I still have my Twitter. I don't know how I curse this guy the fuck out. I, how I have this account is mind-blowing to me. I don't know how you have an account anywhere. I, You know, technically, I'm not supposed to be on Twitter. No, really? hmm I had a a Twitter account that was called The Anal Bead. hmm oh, <laughs> I shit you not. And that's before I ever gave a shit about Twitter. And me and Bobby used it when we were younger to try and get... Um, I don't know. Like, Tosh.0 had, like, this thing where it's, like, the tweet of the week for a while. Yeah. And we were trying to get that. And then we were submitting videos of Stevie, like, us breaking in on him taking the shit. And we were trying to get that on Tosh.0. And then we just, it just never happened. And we gave up on it. And that was it. And the anal bead laid dormant forever. And I was, I seen something made me want to, I, I wanted to troll something on Twitter. And I don't remember what it was. So I was like, oh, wait, I have an account. It's called The Anal Bead. That's perfect. So I went on and recovered the password for the anal bead, and um, I got into a Twitter war with somebody. And you know, I give a shit less about Twitter, so I was like, you know, saying all this dumb shit, and they removed my Twitter account, and I was pissed off because I'm like, damn, I just lost the anal bead. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not good, and metaphorically as well. So it, it's I was I was sent a support ticket, and they pre- this guy was going off on me and instigating the whole thing. So I replied, and I'm like, why am I the one? Like, it's probably, like, you got to pick on the anal bead. <laughs> so they wouldn't reverse it or anything. So I was, And I actually sent them a message saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a new account, and I'm going to do the same shit, and blah, 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 blah. Like, my balls are big. And I did. I made an account. <laughs> I think it was just, oh, it was the anal bead, T-H-A, anal bead, <laughs> which is way cooler, way less cooler than the anal bead. But um, yeah, so I did that, and I went ham again on the same person, and they suspended that account, and I could not, anytime I made a Twitter account and logged into it, it was automatically suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wow. <laughs> and normally I could find ways around it. You know, like you change certain things, and I even called my fucking uh, internet provider and had my IP changed. Nothing. Yeah. Like, damn, I tried making one at work. Nothing. I'm like, what the fuck are they tracking? So, yeah, I was off Twitter for a while. I don't know what changed, but uh, I was afraid to log into the Slasher Radio Twitter for a while <laughs> when we first made it. I'm like, dude, I can't do anything for it. Uh, it'll get suspended. I can't do it. And one day I ha- I was going on my phone when I made my own under incognito mode with the Wi-Fi off. And that was the only way I was able to get on Twitter for months. (laughs) And then finally I just said, fucking, I'm going to try it. And it worked. So here I am. Hmm.
1: Yeah. You and President Trump.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) We're going to see him as the anal bead too soon on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Talking shit about Biden out of nowhere.
1: Motherfucker got kicked off Twitter. Oh,
2: dude, he's got to be losing his natural fucking mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twitter is his life.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We're going to Twitch soon. <laughs> oh god. No, Twitter is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, dude, he's he's just going to start his own account on Parlor or whatever the fuck that is or where they go. <laughs>
2: did, did you see MySpace was trending earlier because of that?
1: No. <laughs> yeah, it that.
2: it had him sitting at the in the oval office on the phone saying thank thank you for calling MySpace customer service please hold. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Funny, uh, the FBI was asking for help uh, identifying people who were involved in instigating the violence at the Capitol, and people just kept replying with pictures of Donald Trump. Dude, (laughs) I want to start here. Right, like the the dude with millions upon
2: millions, one of the most followed people in the fucking world, maybe, you know?
1: Uh, (laughs) That's hilarious. As long as they don't own the intellectual property of all of my amazing hot
0: takes,
2: I'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, God, what would you do without those?
0: (laughs) Yeah, who who would want that is my question. Who wants to, like, lose, uh, because, you know, if we're going percentage games, who wants to lose, like, millions of followers over my hatred of hereditary?
2: Right, like, all right, guys. Whoa, 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 what? Uh Mm Uh-oh, there we go. No. Yeah. No, you're I
0: wrong. Lost, I'm not
2: though. Oh,
1: you were so thing. wrong. The first
0: the first hour and a half of hereditary is like a perfect slow burn horror movie. And then there's still like what an an hour of it, an hour and 10 minutes. And the, the last 15 in particular is like half exposition dump, half comedy. It's bad. It's really, really
1: bad. No, <laughs> oh, you are so wrong.
0: I that's why I uh when I was running my own horror blog, I lost like close I, I lost like seven hundred plus followers over my hereditary opinions. And it's like, you know what?
2: Get out Fine. Of here. Really? <laughs> I don't
0: care. And then I doubled it down because I also didn't like <laughs> the it movie. And I was like, you know what? All the rest of you fucks can just leave too. Cause
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> Let's figure out how to get the rest of you fuckers out of here.
0: Mm. I'm not going to back
1: down on either of these. Well, sure. I'm glad you're on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Did the image I sent to the chat go through? Uh, Let me see. You
0: have to download it. Oh, really? I'm not allowed, apparently.
1: Okay, hold on. I found a movie we got to do. Um, it's right. not out yet. It comes out like next month, I think. Great. It's loading. Yeah, I can just send it. Am I going to regret
0: this? Okay. <laughs> I can send
1: it in Twitter if that's easier. Yeah, probably. Oh uh,
2: yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, I see a little chat thing. There, there we I'm, go. Uh...
0: Oh my god, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god. <laughs>
0: the sea is for fish. The sky is for sharks. That's the best tagline I think I've ever seen for a movie. You
1: no, know, my favorite tagline of all time is Wolf Cop, the tagline for Wolf Cop.
0: What was is,
1: the tagline for Wolf Cop? It was, uh, well, one of them, anyway, was it uh, half man, half wolf, all cop. Oh, my God. So great. That's a good movie. Have you seen Wolf Cop, Mikey? Hell no. Oh, dude, that's a good one. We gotta do that one sometime, too. Oh my God. What is this turning
2: into? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, occasionally Bobby would say, hey, you know, let's do Jason Goes to Hell or something like that. I'm like, all right, now I got a fucking Wolf Cop and Sky Sharks. What the hell is this? Wolf Cop's a good movie, man. Dear Lord.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it, but Sky Sharks has to be quality, right? Look at that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, you know. Clearly. Somebody spent hours on Photoshop putting together that poster. <laughs> he said hours.
2: <laughs> you know, it pisses me off with movies like this because they'll have a really outlandish poster like this, and the movie is absolutely nothing like the poster.
0: The one that really disappointed me, there was Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, and -hmm. it was just like, they're just arguing in a control room for like an hour. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) wait a minute, hold on. I want to see these two sharks fight.
1: (laughs) Right. What if that's what Kong versus Godzilla is, or whatever that movie's called? (laughs) I want to see that. I do, too, but they're not going to be fighting. It's is going to be people arguing about it.
2: <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do that movie. It's like, going to piss me off. Like, King Kong is nowhere near the size of that giant. Like, they they overdid Godzilla.
1: No, no, no. Have you seen the new? Did you see Skull Island? Yeah. Look, that Kong and Skull Island was like the size of a skyscraper, man. He was huge. Yeah, but Godzilla
2: towers a skyscraper. Yeah. By a yeah, lot. I
1: yeah, I guess Godzilla is pretty big, though, too. They made him know. too we'll big. See. We'll see. I'm on, I'm on King Kong's side. If you got giant monkey fighting giant
2: lizard, I'm there. Of course you, you are. know, I mean, hey, you guys like Midnight Meat Train. Why wouldn't you be in it for lizards? Dude, hey. That's a good movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't pick on Midnight Meat
1: Train. Leave Bradley Cooper alone. Yeah, none against Bradley Cooper. He's a good man.